let's go to the book of James chapter 1. James chapter 1. Read just a couple verses. Uh, I don't know that this message is nearly as polished as I would like it to be. Uh, but I just want to share a couple thoughts with us tonight. Hopefully this will help all of us. James chapter 1, verse number 21. If you're there, say amen. amen. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word. I'm thankful for the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. I'm thankful for the word that saves our souls. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. Many other translations say mirror. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. And forgetteth what manner of man he was. The man that he saw in the glass. The man that he saw in the mirror. But whoso looketh into the perfect law, into the word, into the gospel of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. If any man among you seem to be religious, and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is in vain. I don't want to be deceived, and I certainly don't want to deceive myself. I want to be honest with God. I want to be honest with myself. Can we be honest with ourselves? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. I have several titles. I'll just title it this, The Man in the Mirror. The Man in... If you're a lady tonight and you see a man in the mirror, run. For the men, it's the man in the mirror. To the ladies, it's the woman in the mirror. The lady in the mirror. Maybe we'll just title it the mirror. Praise God. Lord, help me tonight. Speak to us. Give you all the glory and praise and honor. We thank you for your word that's forever settled. And I pray in Jesus' name that you would let the unction of the Holy Ghost move upon me and all of our hearts, our minds, our ears. In Jesus' name, I pray. Let the church say amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Mirrors are helpful to us, and they can be helpful to others. We probably here tonight don't look like we did when we first got out of bed this morning. Some here this, tonight probably woke up with crazy hair. Some of us woke up with no hair. Can you imagine for just a second if there were no such thing as mirrors? If we didn't have mirrors, if you had to get ready and you never ever got to see your own reflection. You'd be walking around with salad in your teeth. Booger in your nose. A blemish on your face. 
leftover chocolate milk mustache. Made some chocolate milk this afternoon when I got home. Hudson said, this is the best chocolate milk ever, Peppy. Thank you. And after he downed that chocolate milk, he had a big old chocolate milk mustache. Didn't even realize it. Because he did not have anything to reveal unto himself. What was on, on his face. Everyone here tonight, I'm sure at some point during or throughout the day, stands or sits in front of a mirror to fix our hair. Both of them. To brush our teeth. To fix our tie, collar. We have a mirror in the bathroom. We have a mirror in the living room. We have a mirror by the front door. So that when you coming or going, you can do that last check. No toilet paper on the shoe. We have mirrors in the church bathrooms so that people can check their teeth. Their tie. Their dress. Thank the Lord for mirrors. <laughs> because mirrors help us to become more presentable. They help us to prepare ourselves for where we're going. The Word of God is a mirror. It is a reflection should be of God's will and His way and His word manifesting itself in our lives. And we should be able to see ourselves in the word of God. It always is kind of humorous, but yet in a way it's not. Then people say, well, he pastor was preaching and he was preaching right on down their aisle. Someone said it. Today or yesterday, I guess it was yesterday. I guess it was interesting how a pastor can preach or a minister can preach, and they weren't talking about anybody here. It was just in general speaking. And yet, somebody says, "Man, that doesn't feel like pastors preached to them in thirty years. It's been a long time since they looked in the mirror." We need to study the Word and to show ourselves approved. It's, we need to study and look in the Word of God and say how we should treat one another. <laughs> to be loving and kind and merciful and gracious with one another. Forgiving, praying for those that despitefully. It's hard to do that, but sometimes I see myself in a spiritual mirror in the Word and I'm like, oh man, i got to fix that. Because I want to be presentable for where I'm going. Real simple thought. That's pretty much it. There you go. I'm trying to present myself a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable unto God, which is my 
reasonable service and be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. I'm trying to present myself. And so I, I do check out myself in the mirror from time to time. Like, man, that hair is getting whiter and whiter. It used to be just a little bit here and a little bit here. And now it's taking over the sides and the back of my head. The white hairs are taking over. There's a battle raging. Some have just plumb give up and they turn loose. Some of my hair, Brother all's paw. Man, God must really love him. He's got a full head of hair right there. That's some serious good hair. Some of mine plumb gave up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got a lot of surrendering going on over there, too. Whole different meaning to I surrender all. But even what few hair some of us have left, I still look in the mirror and I still try to slick her down, as Sister Monk says. Slick her down. Is that what they say in Arkansas? Slick her down? Amen. You got an amen from Brother Cavanaugh. That must be, that's, that's almost in the book. Our text said we need to behold ourself, our face in a mirror, in a glass, and try not to forget or walk with away and don't do anything about it. God help me that when God, this, God convicts me and God d- d- deals with my heart and He reveals, He shows me something in myself that I just think, well, don't worry about it. No, I want to address it. I'm trying to fix the problem. I'm not trying to fix the problem in everybody else's life. <clears throat> I won't read the whole passage, but one said, said you, you, there's some that, that worry about, they look at everybody else's reflection and people got big old beams or, or, or a, a, a moat, a little stick in their eye, but they got a big old beam in their own eye, but they, they don't look in the mirror to see that it's them, that they've got an issue they need to take care of. That word esoptron in the Greek glass, esoptron, mirror looking. It's a mirror to esoptron. It's looking at a reflective image. Hebrews 4 and 12. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. This interesting is this mirror only shows the outside But the Word of God is a spiritual mirror that shows a reflection of what I have on my inside. What I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, what's in my spirit. It's the Word of God. And I I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Thank you, Jesus, for discerning, for your Word that discerns and shows and reveals to me things that I need to work on so that I can be prepared for the place. That you're calling me to. That you're leading and guiding me to. The word of God is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The word of God should, should, we should be able to look into the word of God and we should be able to see his character. 
And, then, and also see if our character is aligned to his character. How should I deal with this situation? How should I deal with this person? What does the word of God say? What would, I know it's kind of cliche, but WWJD, what would Jesus do? Well, he, he would probably be merciful and he'd, he'd maybe quote him some scripture and say it is written. And, and he would probably be merciful in this situation. He'd, he'd be gracious in this situation. What would Jesus do? Well, he'd be honest. Paul even said it. Paul was pretty honest, but sometimes Paul was brutally honest. And such were some of you. Can you imagine? Pastor, like, such were some of you. I, you were up, and, and you were, the, and, and you did, and, and you. Oh, thank goodness we don't do that around here at the Apostolic Rock Church. But the Word of God should be doing that. If we're honest with ourselves, the Word of God will convict us and say, Oh, you shouldn't be going there or doing that or looking at that or saying that. or. And you should be doing this and you should be doing that. You should be praying. You should be merciful. You should be gracious. And we should be a reflection. And if we've put on Christ, shouldn't the world see Christ? You ready? Shouldn't the world see what we see when we look in the mirror? That's a deep subject right there. Just let that sink in for a second. This is right here. That's a cool toy. You're welcome. Matthew said thank you. Shouldn't the world see something different about you? You're something different about you. You know, Psalms 19, the psalmist said, Thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light into my path. His, the word of God should reflect should reveal, should deal, if, if the Word of God is not, there's, 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 the Word of God is, it hasn't changed, so maybe it's my, maybe I haven't looked in my spiritual mirror in a while. Maybe I'm not being sensitive enough to say, okay, God, what is it you're trying to do in my life? And once we know what God is trying to do, let's just be honest and do it. Because God's Word is the final authority, not my own. John 5 said, search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. Praise God. Can we be honest with ourselves? No, I asked that a minute ago. We need to be honest with ourselves. Turn to somebody and ask them, have you looked in the mirror lately? Talked to one of my good friends yesterday and on the phone. We're going to go have lunch uh, next week. Used to work with him. He's retired. And a uh, great friend. And never forget, lady walked in. The office years ago, we were working at the same high school at the time. And lady walked in and she said she had lost some weight. My good friend, Mark, I'll never forget. He goes, have you looked behind you?
The point being, all of us at times in our lives may have a blind spot. Some of you are getting a blessing right now. It's all right. And if we neglect to use the mirror, we won't see what the issue is or the danger that could be in our own blind spot. David had a blind spot. Nathan had to come say, Thou art the man. Found a statistic I'll just share with you real quick. I'm trying to skip some of this tonight because I didn't run out of time. But according to the National Highway Traffic Safety in 2020, this was back in 2020. I don't, don't know how many were driving more or less with COVID. But back in 2020, there were more than 800,000 accidents. They said it happens every year. There's more than 800,000 accidents. In 2020, they did a study. So this is going back some years. It, for, for many years, over 800,000 accidents every year that are caused in part by blind spots now these fancy cars have the the 360 and when you're backing out you can look behind you and around you make sure there's no kids make sure there's there's no poles i've backed into a pole before years ago and my wife still reminds me (laughs) didn't you see it in the mirror no it was like this tall the mirrors on the sides didn't see it. The rearview mirror didn't see it. And the beeper in the back of the car didn't go off. Boom. Big orange pole. I get out. It was at a gas station. Everybody's looking. Because our vehicle was a big old SUV and it had a blind spot. And I found the spot. With a pole. An orange pole. The color of your tie. So pardon me if I go like this every time I see orange. (laughs) So the reason I... And I, I, I try to teach my kids this. I don't know if they've hit poles or not. I pray not. I don't know. If they did, they didn't tell me. But the reason I tell them, I always look left. You know, they say look left, right, left. I do left, right, left, right, left again. She took out her neighbor's mailbox. I hope you're listening to blind spots, mirrors. My mom's getting a blessing right now. Mom, I'm not going to tell stories on you tonight, okay? It's okay. I'm just talking about me hitting the pole, not nobody else. Maybe. But I, I try to make sure I look and I use my mirror and I do the over the shoulder. Because I know when I'm driving, there's blind spots. And there could be somebody or something in that blind spot. And I learned after hitting a pole, double, triple check. Or you might break your own vehicle. Or you might have a collision. And and if you're going fast enough and dangerous enough, it could cost your life or someone else's. So we need to be aware that some of us have, not all of us have, spiritual blind spots. And there's times where pastor says, you know, we might want to 
take a let's take a double double check here. Let's look at that. Let's let's be very 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 careful on what we allow in our home and what we allow our children to be exposed to and what we expose ourselves to and why, why? because we may have a blind spot to something and not see the danger that is there. Because the devil is a roaring lion and he's a deceiving serpent. He's been bad a long time. I got to hurry. Almost done. It was a pastor and his son. I'll I'll, I'll try to wrap this up in just a second. A pastor and his son uh, decided to go to the mountains and they were going to go do a camp out on this camping trip and they got ready for bed. They got down their sleeping bags and got in their sleeping bags and they went to sleep. And a few hours went by and the son gently woke his, his dad up. Hey, Dad, what do you see? His dad, who was a pastor, waking up. Up and he said, I see, son, I see millions of stars. The dad, trying to be philosophical and intellectual, said, As astronomically, it tells me that there are millions of galaxies and potentially billions of planets. Horologically, timely speaking, I deduce that the time is approximately a quarter past three in the morning. Theologically, I can see that God is all-powerful and we are small and insignificant. Meteorologically, I suspect that we will have a beautiful day tomorrow. Why, son? What, what, what does it tell you? To which his son said, Dad, I think someone stole the tent. Sometimes we don't see (laughs) the obvious. Because we have a blind spot. Or we see what we want to see. Sometimes we see what we want to see. Years ago, I was a, a dean at South High School, and my boss, it, it was seniors in the auditorium. It was a, they had a senior activity. It was the last week. It was, it was during finals week. Seniors are already taking their finals. They're already done. And I was invited to come, crowd control, all the seniors in the auditorium. And my boss uh, said, hey, uh, we're going to have the dean of students come up and uh, do a skit or sing a song. <laughs> that was my response. Wait, what? You're supposed to tell people ahead of time. So I, so I was going up stage and waiting for the, the skit that they were doing to finish. I went to the teacher that had his office, the drama teacher that was backstage and I grabbed the prop I walked out on stage and they didn't know I can kind of sing a little bit and I began to sing you are so beautiful 
to me. You are so beautiful. And they were like, the dude can kind of sing. Whoa. And about right before I got to the last, you know, when you go up high, the last line, I slipped out of my pocket my prop, and it was a mirror. <laughs> and I just started singing to the mirror. And they laughed. And we all survived. They probably thought I had a blind spot right in front of me when I was thinking that. Because sometimes people see what they want to see. But the Word of God will reveal to us the truth. If we'll look to the Word of God as our spiritual mirror. I want to be saved. I want to make it. I want to be the best prepared saint of God I can possibly be. And the only way I can be prepared to go and be pre to be presentable to where I'm going, I have to look at the Word of God to reveal to me what I look like, what I'm acting like, and what I am to the Lord. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Let's stand together. You see, God sees us. <laughs> He sees everything about us. He knows about And isn't it interesting how some people will try to lie to themselves and God's like, I'm omnipotent and I'm omniscient and I'm omnipresent. I'm everywhere. I know everything and I have all power. You're not deceiving me. You're just lying to yourself. Hebrews chapter 4 I know I went to Hebrews 4 a minute ago, but go back to Hebrews 4, but verse 13. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. God sees everything about us. But he has given us his word so that we can see ourselves through him, through his truth. So that when I look into the word of God, I can see myself in the word of God and see, oh, I don't measure up or I do measure up. Or I, I've done this, but I haven't done that. Oh, I got, ooh, I, I, this, is an, this is an area I've got to work on. Whether it's an attitude or anger, be more loving more gentle, be more kind. Maybe I just need to look at myself as a fruit inspector and go, okay, is there love, joy, peace, meekness, temperance, long-suffering? That's always good. You know, you should be a fruit inspector of yourself, not of everybody else. <laughs> he said, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples, that you have love one to another. So back to our text, I'll end it with this, James 1.25. But whoso looketh into the perfect law, word of God, of liberty, and continueth therein. If you're going to look at yourself, look at yourself through the word of God. He being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed indeed.
If you want to be blessed, be honest with yourself. Be honest with God. You say, God, reveal to me. Show me through your word. Through the preaching of the word. For it pleased God to choose the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. I, I listen to preaching a lot. I listen to gospel music all the time. But I, li- I listen to preaching a lot. Why? Because I, there's, there's times where I hear a word like, oh, man, that's good. It hit me right between the eyes. Huh. Hello. Pastor, you, yeah. I'm like, woo, that preacher preaching to me. want to apply it because I want to be saved I want to be presentable for where I'm going I want to have the wedding garment when we get there I want to be clothed in his righteousness when we get to heaven I want to be ready to meet him face to face amen why don't we just give the Lord a hand clap of praise right now Praise God. Amen, amen, amen. You know who your true friends are? (laughs) It's when you're talking to them, and you ready? And they haven't looked in the mirror since they had dinner. And they got a something, something stuck in their tooth. Anybody like that? That is the only, once you see it, you can't not see it, right? I know it's double negative, but. says, I, I know you probably don't know this because you're not looking in a mirror, but there's a little something right right here. People have done that to me. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. Because had you not told me that, I'd have walked around all day looking like Leon Spinks or somebody, and I had something right there in a second. It looked like I had a big old gap. You could drive a two-by-four through. You don't even know. Because somebody was what? They were being honest with us. I have a couple other stories, but I won't share those. And I'm thankful that people will be honest. And they don't do it to be mean. They're doing it to say, hey. In my desk at my work, I have a little mirror in the top drawer. Because I go to lunch from time to time or have something or a mint, and I'll do, I'm going into a meeting, I'm like. Because I'm conscientious, right? I'm trying to be presentable for where I'm going. How much more should we be to be the best for Him, to be useful for His glory, for His kingdom? Thank you, Jesus, for your word. David said, I've hid your word.